Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. We have got three gentlemen on the podcast, the same three characters that we have pretty much every week now. Guys, you want to introduce yourselves? Kevin Knorr, Biblical Counselor. Sam Schmidt, Pastor in Sacred City Moline. Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. All right. Today we're going to continue our series on the kingdom of the cults, and uh, we're going to talk today about new age spirituality, new age spirituality. Now, this is an official category. I'm going to have Kevin kind of break down some of the history for us, but most people, I don't think I've ever met anyone that said like, hey, I'm new age, I'm a new age Mm. spiritualist. What they usually say is, hey, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. Or, I'm spiritual, not religious. Mm-hmm. That's kind of... Uh, so, New Age spirituality, being spiritual, not religious, sometimes it's a junk drawer term yep. for, I mix a bunch of things together. Mm-hmm. And so, th- we're going to get into all kinds of offshoots today, right? Because this can go... As many unique individuals there are in the world, there could be that many... Mm-hmm. New Age religions because it's basically a person creating their own religion mm-hmm. out of just stuff that they've heard or stuff that they've learned or stuff that they've experienced. So this might be the most prevalent form of spirituality or form of cult. I mean, we, we it's hard to say it's a cult because you would need to have a group of people to make it a cult, but mm-hmm. it's cult-like. Yeah, it's definitely a cult. It's Yeah, it's definitely... Occult, O-C-C-C-U-L-T? Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, It's definitely occultic, that's for sure, because it's the deification of a person, and and I can create my own religion, you know, a religion of one. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, okay. Um, So a lot of people that you're going to meet in your day-to-day life, they're going to say things like this. You know, I take a little bit of my Catholic roots, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mix it all together, and that's my own personal religion. So this is called, we put this under the heading of New Age Spirituality. Kevin, you want to give us a little bit of a background on this? Yeah, it's interesting when you think New Age Spirituality, not only do they take different pieces from basically everywhere, they tend to take the most mystical, the most cultic. You know, Sam made a comment before we recorded here that's basically flirting with demons and the demonic. I think that's actually a really great way of looking at it. so, in general, quote-unquote spiritual people, um, the, the kind of the telos is to reach one's full potential through kind of an eclectic mix of stuff. It tends to be drawn from Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, Buddhism, metaphysics, natural, naturalism, astrology. Like Basically, if it's, if it's not Christian, they will try it, right? Um, this is where you get... I'm seeing stones and, and seances and palm readings and, and things like this all fall under the same um, same heading, kind of. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Basically, in its various forms, the, it's it's uh, monistic, um, which is everything is one. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's go into that. If you want a simple way to understand worldview and religion, the simplest way to understand all religions are either they are, it's called oneism or twoism. 
One-ism or two-ism. Christianity is the only religion that teaches two-ism. Okay? Two-ism is there is God and there is everything else. God alone is the uncreated creator and everything else is not God, right? So there's a separation between God and his creation. Now, we know God is, God is transcendent above and beyond everything, but he's also imminent, and he can come down and be near his creation, see all things. And, of course, Jesus Christ, in the hypostatic union, he had his God nature, he had his human nature, he was incarnated, put on flesh, and dwelt among us. So we have this unique system, let's just say, of viewing the world, that God is over and above everything, transcendent and holy. That's what he means, other. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's creation, okay? Every other, Christ, every other worldview, every other religion teaches some form of, of oneism. So all, if you hear, oh, you know, God is in everything, God is all, everything. So basically the universe is God, Mm-hmm. You know, that's called kind of pantheism, mm-hmm. right? Um, or you hear like a secular humanist say, oh, no, no, the only thing that exists is matter, mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. What's he saying? He's saying the universe, the world is all the same all the way down. It's just matter. It's one thing all the way down, okay? Those are forms of oneism. Christianity teaches twoism, and I, there's a lot of good reasons to believe in twoism, um, but if you if everything is one, then you have the potential to become God. Mm-hmm. If God is in the system, if God is, you know, in a, everything, you have the potential to become a God, right? Which is one of the calling cards for this type of movement. Mm-hmm. Is it basically says through enlightenment through education, through meditation, through drug use, psychedelics, through becoming a better person, through whatever. I mean, they're, they're going to have a bajillion different ways, but it's basically you can become one with the divine. Mm-hmm. You can become one with the universe. You can become one with God. You can become God, yeah. right? Whether it's the process of reincarnation that actually you're going to suck at it, but you're going to get a second chance and a third chance and a thousand chances and 2000 chances. But eventually if you work hard enough, you can become a God. Mm -hmm. But isn't it the scary part? Because I mean, we want to have everyone see everything through a gospel centered lens. Right. Um, And that's the same for what they're trying to say as well, where it could be real scary because they're saying that God is in everything. Finish that thought. Keep, keep working on that. What do you mean? Well, so if we're saying that um, we want to have everyone have gospel-centered lens, right? That's the seeing the view of God through through everything that we're doing, right? So that God gets the glory, and they're trying to utilize that same type of statement in this oneism. Well, we're, no. So we, we, when we say God, God is over and above creation, and yet He's intimately involved in creation. So mm-hmm. he's providential over all things. He's sovereign over all things. He's at work. He's at work in all things. We're not saying God is in all things. Mm. Like if I, if I cut a tree down, I'm cutting down God. Okay. Okay. Like we're Let's not see. saying God is present in all things. Mm. Right. So this is why 
they don't, you know, is it is it Hinduism that doesn't, you know, kill bugs and they don't, mm-hmm. I think it's Hinduism, I can't remember, but they don't kill bugs and they don't want to, you know, all these different things is because everything is God. Mm-hmm. And Hinduism has like a billion different gods. Mm-hmm. Like, because God is in everything, mm-hmm. right? Which is just, it's bizarre, but... Um, it's also human nature to, to make idols out of creation, mm. right? Where we're told, don't make an image to represent God. Right. Because God cannot be housed in any image. God is bigger than any image. You know, don't make a bull, don't make a whatever, yep. because God is bigger than all, he's transcendent above all those things. Mm. Well, Hinduism just teaches, well, there is no one God, there's a bajillion gods. So yeah, make the bull and make the elephant and make the all these crazy different gods because, and then all the gods get like one sliver of worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think Tate, to kind of help understand and maybe listeners too, it's like Christians can look at a beautiful landscape and see the glory of God represented right. in that thing. It's not that God is that. Yeah. Um, God is apart from that. That's his creation, but you can see that God's handiwork mm-hmm. in the mountain ranges and the trees. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit different than saying like, oh, this cow is God. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. It, we're not, that's not, Christianity doesn't ever say anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we'd, I think we'd say that New Age spirituality is basically, I, I think of it, it's kind of pluralism personified, right? It's It's really a, I'll call it a religion of, hey, if it works for you, go ahead and do it, right? Every, everything you do will lead to God because you are ultimately and fundamentally God. Um, okay, so that's a key point, mm-hmm. which coincides with the dominant belief in our society of individualism, mm-hmm. that no one can tell me how to live my life no one can define truth for me. No one can tell me some of my feelings are wrong or right or whatever. I am in control of me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I am the, am the arbiter of truth. Yeah. Now, thankfully, I don't know if this has made it to the math department of universities yet. I know that it has because I know actually in Harvard and stuff, they're... They're actually debating right now if, if two plus two does always equal four. So, and I'm not joking about that. But I don't, I'm an individual, but I don't get to turn my paper in to my professor and say, these answers are all correct mm-hmm. because I've determined them to be correct, right? There's an outside standard that my work gets judged against. And that outside standard is meant to be an absolute standard, absolute truth. Mm-hmm. This new age spirituality does it, it, it co-ops this individualistic spirit in America, and it says you get to determine what is true for you, and and but this is the bizarre part, and what is true of the universe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you end up with a lot of relativism just across the board, and you hear a lot of what what works for me may not work for you, and that's mm-hmm. why even in the setup of this episode is talking about how how varied the uh, outworking of this new age stuff really is. Mm-hmm. You think a lot of people lean towards this because they don't want to stand for anything because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings? I think I, it's lazy. It's just laziness. Like it's a lack of wanting to put effort into seeking truth, mm-hmm. you know? I think both of those things can be true. I also think 
that it is there's something in human nature that wants to be our own god right mm. like that that's what we want to be we want to be our own god and anything that appeals to that sense that you don't know how special you are you know you can become a god mm-hmm. you can become enlightened you can become here it all, all you need are these hallucinogenic mushrooms mm, yeah. and you can go out into the woods and you can chew on them and then you can meet the you can meet the divine right or all you need is some meditation or all you need is this thing so there, there's a lots of reasons and also let me just say straight up that's the devil doesn't care how he deceives you right all that he cares about is that he deceives you mm-hmm. for sure if you've ever read the screw tape letters he doesn't care he, he will send you to a dead and dying church and where you get nothing but legalism and backbiting and gossip, or he will t- send you to a Hindu temple, or he'll send you out in the woods with a fishing pole. If he can get you, when any way, whatever way he can, he, he can get you. And that's what, what you were, when you were mentioning, this is the bohemian spirit, yeah. right? My brother lives in Denver or Ar- Arvada, and you go out there and this is these... This is, this is the spirit of the age. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need church. I find God at the brew pub. Mm-hmm. I find God when I go hiking. I find God when I, when I meditate and do hot yoga. Mm-hmm. I find God when I do. And yeah, you, you do find a God, little mm-hmm. G, but it's not the God. Yeah. It's not Yahweh. It's yeah. not God the creator. Yeah. God the creator sets the parameters for how you approach him, how you meet with him, mm-hmm. right? And it's never like, whatever you feel, bro, mm-hmm. it's more like repent, confess, believe on Jesus. H- here it is, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes so against the grain mm-hmm. of our human nature, yeah. right? Well, a lot of them don't know the grain because they won't open the scriptures to be able to know what God is like. And that's the the scary part. That's kind of hitting on what Kevin said. It's just uh, pure laziness of not wanting to know. And where you hide the greatest information in the world or where a lot of people don't want to look is in a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, the tough thing about it. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't want a religion that's going to make me wake up early on Sunday morning. My one, <laughs> my one day off or whatever, you know, my one day off. And it's going to make me give up my money. That's going to make me confess my sins. It's going to make me forgive my neighbor. It's going to make me love my wife. It's going to make me do all these things that in my flesh I don't want to do, mm-hmm. right? So man-made religion, we've been saying it over and over. Like all of these cults mm-hmm. go back to man-made religion, things that appeal to the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, mm-hmm. making it easy for yeah. us, right? Yeah, if I can just, like literally, literally, if I don't need to go to church and I could just go hike a mountain, you know, on my day off, I would rather hike a mountain. I'd rather go fishing. I'd rather go do these things, right? Like that's easier and more fun, mm-hmm. right? But that's not the way God has revealed himself to us. Mm-hmm. Right. right? So. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned the, um, the Bohemian spirit because um, kind of when I was, I was doing research for this, it turns out that kind of the contemporary new age movement really came to light in the late 1960s, 1970s. No. Yeah. No. Can you tell me what was happening around the there? 60s. <laughs> Free love was yep. happening in the 60s and mm-hmm. a whole lot of drugs. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, 
yeah, and so <laughs> they were look- real happy. <laughs> They were, but <laughs> apparently, apparently the the Beatles, I guess, popularized Eastern mysticism um, after they took a trip to India, where they practiced some of that transcendental uh, meditation. Meditation, yeah. So, yeah, just just a whole lot of these things. The um, age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, and so to that, if uh, well, if you've ever asked anybody what their astrological sign is. Um, you might be a new age practice practitioner. I'm shame. I think I know that I'm a Gemini. I don't know anything what that means, but <laughs> yeah. And so that's the um, a big big tenet they believe is um, cosmological determinism, which is your your sign. It's a constellation of stars in the sky, and the movement of the heavenly bodies. I think the sign that you were born under determines certain personality traits and and your temperament and the way that you act and, and all of these things. And so sounds totally scientific. Yeah. 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 Well, and reasoning. I don't think it, I don't think it has to be scientific. I think there, I think there definitely can be some truth to some of these things because of the way that God in our biblical cosmology has set up the world. And even in like the old Testament terminology that talks about some of the gods, like there could be gods over planets and there could be gods over all of these, you know, I think there's little G gods over uh, kingdoms and all, all of this. So they're, 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 I think there's a, a spiritual reality behind all of that, but obviously it's deceit mm-hmm. from Satan. It's fallen angels doing weird stuff, but it's so funny to me how, like I, when you start talking like this, like I'm not on any any social media anymore except for Twitter, and and I watch YouTube videos. But I can see in my mind like YouTube or like TikTok videos of this chick who's so into astrology, and she's like, "I'm a whatever, whatever, and you're a whatever, whatever, and this is why we have chemistry or energy." And I can just feel your, and I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you putting your hands like that? <laughs> why are you talking like that?" Right? <laughs> Because I can see it. I can see the I can see the person, right? Yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, the yeah. person in my in my <laughs> you know, in my mind's eye. I can see the person who's all into this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for you know sure. what I mean? Like it's the hippie, that hippie vibe, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is in the 21st century now, but it's that hippie vibe of catching the feels, mm-hmm. of being one with the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's new age spirituality yeah. so what if they say that's like well doesn't like a lot of churches do that they you know they kind of walk through and we may be doing the horoscopes and things like that and some of the stuff that kevin mentioned but don't churches you know um do like the myers-briggs or the enneagram and different things like that are those anywhere similar <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> I look around the room. They can be. And no one steps up. They can be. I'm asking uh, a question. I can't step up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so they, they can be because if you get to the core of the astro- astrological sign, it is saying this is your personality, basically giving you an identity, right? Because it's you called it astrological determinism. Yes. Like you can't change. This is who you are. Right. This is, yeah. Right. And so it's interesting because I don't, so 
these these folks will take that as an excuse. Oh, I can't help it. I'm a whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm always late. Sorry. Yeah. I'm a whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so people can do the <laughs> same thing with the Myers Briggs with the Enneagram, right? Keep that voice the whole show. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and so at best, personality tests are supposed to indicate general trajectories of your personality, mm-hmm. right? But I would say, and feel free to push back, that they can become identity statements, right? Like, oh, oh I'm always going to be anxious because I'm an Enneagram 6, mm-hmm. right? That's not, as, as Christians, that's not an excuse for bad behavior, and we should still be seeking sanctification and growth and refinement in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we would say all of these things can be diagnostic tools. Yeah. They are not an excuse to sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. So yeah. we are still called to behold the glory of God in the face of Jesus and be sanctified and put to death the works of the flesh. Right. So you being always late, I don't care what sign you are. I don't care what number you are. Mm-hmm. It's a sin that you need to repent of yep. yeah. and you need to grow in the grace of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and you need to be more self-disciplined and focused. And yeah. You need to show up on time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anytime we use it as an excuse, that's wrong. It's not an identity, right? It is, could be diagnostic. Oh yeah, I am like that. I am like that. That's, that's true. And I should be coming less like that as I yeah. become more like Christ. I think that's important too that you even said that like the Enneagram, like it's like a tool, right? Yeah. I think so many people are like, well, I'm just a joyless person. I'm just joyless. This is what I am on the Enneagram. Like, yeah, if that's you, you're a joyless person. First of all, you should laugh a little bit like Justin over here. Maybe use some hand motions. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, like we should be growing in all areas to be like Christ. You know, even if you're a strong personality person, you got you're driven, you should still be a person that has some type of joy. Cause we should be more like Christ in all areas because God was Christ was all those things. Amen. Yeah. And so one thing that's really interesting about the um the stars interpreting who you are as a person if you think about it these same folks tend to be big on free will right Mm -hmm. so if you tried to say hey you were either predestined in christ to come to salvation or you weren't then i think they'd probably push back against that right and so they they don't want to be predestined by anything outside of themselves except for the stars Mm. right um yeah just just Blatant hypocrisy. Um, so another kind of which yeah. doesn't even make sense no. because if they're if everything is one, who predestined the stars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's We're behind the stars? Right, you're, you're, everything's one. Yeah, right. And you could change your sign if you wanted to. It has no power over you. Following that same. Can mindset. you change your sign? No. no. Oh, okay. No, that's that's. <laughs> oh. the I was like, what? What is that? I have never heard. So of that. even in that, right? There is something outside of themselves their sign that dictates so even though they claim all is one there's nothing outside of the system dictating things by following your your astrological sign you're you're bearing witness against your own system of beliefs Mm. that sentence makes sense yep okay great um so they also hold that roughly every 20 or 2150 years the age changes and so Evidently, we moved from the age of Pisces, in which we sought to discover our identity and existence, into the age of Aquarius, in which we seek total peace and unity. And so... Oh, you know what? I think it's better. I, I am looking around the world, and I am feeling total peace. 
And unity. And unity. That's exactly what I'm feeling when I go to the library in Davenport and find prominently displayed on you should read this for pre-kindergartner kids how they can discover their gender, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do with their biological sex. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Peace and unity. Peace and unity. That's, that's what I'm feeling. You should. Mm. I mean, that's not, maybe my astrological sign is the opposite of that. Because I'm feeling like, well, it doesn't let's matter. light it on fire is what I'm feeling like. I'm feeling like, nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling peace and unity with this, the spirit of the age right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and they would say that doesn't matter because they would also argue that everything we've learned from our parents and everything they learned from their parents came from this other age and needs to be largely abandoned. Yeah. So basically, and this is, again, with the, the hippie movement. So this is the, a rejection yes. of history. Yes. So we, the, C.S. Lewis called this chronological snobbery. Mm-hmm. Reject all wisdom we've learned from the past, and we, because we're older, because we're born now, we are inherently wiser, mm-hmm. we know better than those who came before us. Even though everything we've learned, we've learned from those who came before us. Yeah. I would ask this person, how would you build a, what are those things called? Does the, how would you build a pyramid? <laughs> if you're inherently wiser than these old, stupid, dumb people, how would you build that? I, that's one of the things that like, still blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. Stones in the pyramid that weigh 20,000 pounds without hydraulic mm-hmm. power. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't want to get us off track, so... <laughs> Yeah, we got to take that offline. I got a question. (laughs) (laughs) Too much logic in in your mindset there. Yeah. And so then another, the other, the third major tenet, they say, is self-deification. So that we have everything in and of ourselves to achieve fulfillment. Um, The self is the highest good. We exist to guide ourselves, to heal ourselves, and to fulfill our own destinies. What do you guys think of that? Sounds exhausting. Yeah. It's a, a state of constant reinvention of self. Um, nev- it's like the, the field goal is always moving. The goalposts are always moving. You don't really know what you're aiming at, but you just know that whatever I'm aiming at is better than what it is now. So mm-hmm. you, you never know if you're winning, you're succeeding, you're growing. All right. Agreed. Here's the idea. You want to become an engineer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Like literally, think about what it would take for you without any other help, mm-hmm. without any outside help to become an engineer. Okay? And an engineer in a sense that you could step into John Deere and you could design a tractor that mm-hmm. actually works when it gets in the field. Mm-hmm. Okay? With GPS satellites and all the crazy stuff. Think what it would take for you to self-create yourself into an engineer. Or let's go doctor. Let's go heart surgeon. (laughs) How difficult would that process be? Impossible. And yet you can become a god. Mm -hmm. Like it's just absolutely absurd. It's foolish. It's difficult 
like to become a landscaper. Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, it's hard to like why not moving the dirt around. <laughs> do, not just move, but design and mm-hmm. killing that weed. I, how do I kill that weed? I don't know how to kill that weed. How do I right. get rid of it? Like, I'm not demeaning any of that. It's it's hard to self-create anything. Yeah. I need the wisdom of others to become almost anything. Yeah. But the fact that we could our, within ourself become a God yeah. shows both incredible pride and also a very small understanding of what a God is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is why Christianity and Tuism says there's only one God and you ain't him and you will never be him. Mm-hmm. You think they're getting this from like uh, now that the internet is created and social media and YouTube and all these things where if I YouTube a couple of videos, I can now become this. Well, but that's, that's, they would probably say that, right? But when you get into that, they are still appealing to somebody more than likely from their parents' generation, from this other age that they're supposed to reject. Mm. And so like thinking about it, and, and so to the example of being a landscaper, okay, where do you learn to pick things up? Like to physically lift things. You learn it from your parents. You learn it from watching your family, right? Children learn by observing how to do things in the right way. And so there's almost nothing, nothing that I can think of at least, that, you've, that you haven't learned in some sense from your family, from watching your family. You learn to speak. You learn to act. You learn to eat. All of these things. And so to take this mindset to its fullest conclusion, if you're going to reject what you learned from your parents then you're not going to go to the bathroom anymore, right? You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to do anything. Yeah, it, you would have to, yeah, to reject history and everything we learned from the past, you, it's, it's functionally impossible, yeah. you know? Obviously, I think some of those things you can learn from quote-unquote natural revelation. I have to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. I learn how to go to the bathroom. I have to pick that up. I can pick it up. I can learn it from natural revelation. But how to use a phone, right? That how to use any technology, yeah. how economics works, how how to read, any of these things. How, yeah. So there's there's a whole lot of things that we have to learn through observation of other humans, from our parents, from our history, like philosophy, all of these different things. Human beings their knowledge builds upon the, the last generation, mm-hmm. right? And so we can study that civilization believed this, and this is how it turned out. That civilization believed that, this is how it turned out. And we're meant to evaluate those and go, well, those bad things we should probably not do. Those mm-hmm. good things, yeah, we should, we should probably do. Yeah. But it's, I think most people, we could paint it as very absurd. It, it, it is absurd. But it's also, it appeals to something mm-hmm. in us. You know, we, Romans 1 tells us that we have rejected the creator. Mm-hmm. And when you reject the creator, so in other words, when you reject twoism, that there is an absolute standard of goodness, truth, and beauty out there. His, his name is God, Yahweh. Jesus is his son and the Holy Spirit is the love that exists between the two. When you reject that standard, mm-hmm. 
you will make some part of creation a god mm-hmm. because you have been made homo religioso you have been you have been made in the image of god and you are religious by nature that means you have to worship something and so what's the highest what's the highest uh, form of god's creation man mm-hmm. for woman and so we will be most tempted to worship people mm-hmm. we'll be most worship most tempted to worship could be the opposite sex could be the same sex could be ourself yeah. we're going to be most tempted to worship that because we're the highest form of god's creation right we are the image of god we're made imago dei and so there's there's something inherently you know appealing to our sinfulness where we believe i mean it's this is the lie before the garden right to the lie of satan mm-hmm. that you can become like god yeah and so it's as and i think that what you're talking about there is really one of the most profound draws because this is i think um i saw something earlier this week that like witchcraft is on the rise in yeah. the united states then this falls under the new age occult practices that more and more people are being captivated by this because it it deals with spiritual power of some sort offering a, a, the ability to tap into something that that brings you further than what you could bring yourself. And, and, and there's a lot of ways where that even is sort of inconsistent with, there's just a lot of inconsistencies in this worldview, but it's the desire to have something more to tap into the spiritual, the, the spiritual powers the supernatural. And so you get people doing tarot cards and you get people doing palm readings and, and really it is, it is flirting with the demonic. It's, it's dancing because I think that people who would say like, Oh, I, I really experienced something. And I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think people who have participated in that have actually had a legitimate experience of sorts, though it's not with God, it's not with the good transcendent, it's with malicious spiritual entities Mm. that are actually wanting to kill you, that are wanting to destroy you. Yeah, which is a concern, major concern. Like hallucinogenics and mushrooms and all these different things. Just like all these cults, you might have one or two good experiences, you know, whatever, some out-of-body experience. But if you are not being sober-minded, if you are, it's in a sense, becoming drunk, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a yes. sense where you're becoming drunk, you're mm-hmm. losing self-control. Mm-hmm. Satan, one of his chief MOs is to appear as a angel of light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he can show up to you as an angel of light. He can tell you amazing things about yourself and all this kind of stuff. And he might do that one or two times. And then who knows what he's going to say. But it, like, it is dangerous and we should avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scripture tells us we must remain sober-minded mm-hmm. at all times. Yep. So there, there is danger in all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was... I, my wife and I, we were in Omaha and she asked me to go to a hot yoga class. And I was like, fine, we'll go to a hot yoga class. I didn't know anything about it. And we get into this hot yoga class and they was start... Was it actually hot? Oh, dude. It was like 100 degrees in mm. that room. And I mean, they sat, they have them in the Quad Cities. Um, and I felt like I was in a wrestling room again. I was like, oh my gosh, I was sweating as soon as I got in there. But they did this thing where they were like, 
releasing their chakras. And they were like going, the, the instructor told you, you like, you like look to the sky and you're like, oh, and you like, you just like scream out this guttural cry while you release your chakras or something. And I was looking at my wife and I was like, oh no. Did you start yelling? I'm like, heck no, <laughs> heck no I didn't. <laughs> Immediately I was like, we're out of here. Like this is demonic. Like this is, this is something. Everybody in the room though, screaming out like crazy people, quote unquote, releasing their chakras. And I was like, nope, we, we're getting out of here. So we, we finished the class, never went back, never did it again. Because again, it's just some kind of, it, it's opening yourself up to demons mm-hmm. that are behind guys. They're behind all kinds of different things that we don't think about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. So obviously there's a lot of things that of the new age movement that appeal to our hyper individualistic age and they promise Zen. They promise peace. They promise cure from anxiety. They promise um, godness. They promise in touch with something bigger than yourself. And I'll just say that, man, there's things that are bigger than yourself that you shouldn't be in touch with. Yeah. Demons, yeah. principalities, powers. Mm-hmm. And, and so we as Christians should steer clear of those things and go to Christ for everything that we need for life and godliness. Mm-hmm. And what you find in Christ is something that is far beyond whatever the new age has to offer, like a legitimate peace. It offers you a legitimate way forward. It gives you a telos, what you're aiming at, Christ likeness. My sanctification has an end and it will come uh, in, second, in the second coming of Christ where he makes all things right. He, yeah. All the sin that's in us, all the things that, that keeps us, that holds us back from being what God intended us to be. Christ deals with that. And so it goes beyond what the New Age promise is. Which is a good promise because these things basically promise you can become one now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And Christianity teaches, nah. Like one, we become one with Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ gives the perfect righteousness. But we're not going to be perfectly righteous right. until Christ comes back. In other words, we're not going to be we're not going to really know God in the fullest sense until we see him with our eyes face to face in the new heavens, the new earth or upon our death. Right. And so we're going to, we are living right now in a veil of tears. We are seeing things um, dimly as if we're seeing them in a dark mirror. Paul Mm -hmm. says, Um, we're not going to know fully like, like we're known by God until we get to the new heavens and the new earth and new age basically promises you can have it now. And I think that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you because you've got to make this life, right? It's the only shot you got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, in some of them, in most of them. Yeah. Right. Some teach reincarnation and all kind of weird stuff, but yeah. So, well, any other thoughts, anything we didn't get to Kevin on new age? Okay. All right, guys, probably, Potentially lots of questions. If you got any questions, email me, Justin Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. You can email Sam, Sam at sacredcitychurch.com. We love you. We're praying for you. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Mm-hmm.